I'm excited to be able to host uh, the Good News Show, especially since we have our UD segment that the University of Dallas has a segment each month here on this show to talk about all the things happening at the school, which is, and by the way, we now have a great view of from our offices. I don't know if our, our guest was able to see the tower of UD from the window, was, so yes. it was not far at all. Um, so I'm so excited to introduce to you Dr. Jody Hunt, and I believe this is your first time on the radio, unless you have been on before, and I missed it. Uh, yes, this it, is the first time awesome. here. Um, Although a fun fact of myself is um, when I was at Texas A&M University, I actually had a punk rock show Did in our you? undergrad radio station. <laughs> That's amazing. So this is very fun for me to be back on the radio um, and and back in the studio. That's so exciting. One yeah. of my friends, I think in the last few years, they've not been an actual terrestrial radio. They've just been a live stream radio because one of my friends who went to A&M also had one. Hers was the last train to C-Stat is what she called oh, it. Oh, fun. <laughs> it was kind of more, but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a fun show. I enjoyed listening to it. So I'm glad we were able to help fulfill your, you know, <laughs> your little radio itch here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, um, Dr. Jody Hunt just, uh, was able, was named the new executive director of the Newhoff Institute for Ministry and Evangelization. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that is for anyone who's not familiar. But first and foremost, you've been at the University of Dallas for about five years now. So can you tell us first off a little bit about your background and how you ended up at UD? Sure. Um, it's a roller coaster as the Holy Spirit often of course, does with always. us. Of course, always. As I said, I was at Texas A&M University. I got my degree in anthropology. Um, my husband was military, so we ended up in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and from anthropology, I, I sort of got, um, I don't know, an, an eye on theology at the Oblate School of Theology. Um, and I started taking classes and then found myself teaching at Antonian College Prep. Wanted to go deeper, found myself moving across the country to New York City and studying with the Jesuits at Fordham wow. University in the Bronx. Um, was there for seven years and worked for the school and did other things that opened up the door to meet people at UD as we network um, through the ministry schools. Um, and I met the former dean of the ministry school, uh, Ted Wapham. Um, and so from there, I started adjuncting. Um, so been affiliated, used with UD for about seven years, um, and he brought me on as an affiliate professor of ministry, uh, which brought me into the graduate programs, overseeing the undergraduate programs, the graduate programs, um, and ministry for the last five years here on campus, um, and doing assisting other directors. Um, the last two years, found us, we found ourselves in the theology department, um, and now I've been um, tapped and called upon to lead the Newhoff Institute, which I'm now going back into overseeing adult education and continuing education. So been in Catholic education for a really long time, started in the high school and kind of just moved my way through academia. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you clearly are very passionate about, uh, you know, educating uh, both youth and adults now. Yes. Um, so what what do you think really started that bug for you? Um, you know, I've, you know, it, it really started in childhood and I think a lot of educators will say, um, and I, and I can't, and there's certain teachers, obviously my mother was a teacher, my father, a police officer. So I came from a family of service, sure. um, and, um, active in our parish, uh, and just, and seeing that service in our home, um, I was a big 4-H'er, so we did a lot of leadership stuff and I think that's where the leadership side of me came in and having to run meetings and do different types of stuff. Um, but being in a Catholic homeless service really provided that foundation. Um, and then I, I always felt the sense from a very early childhood, I felt the sense that I was being called to do something in the Catholic church. Um, and of course it's your discerning and, and, and I remember an, 
I used to say that I wanted to be a nun or I wanted to do something. And sure. Um, and then, of course, you know, your teenage years, you go and you rebel and you do different things and you go off to the deep ends and of the earth and you explore who you are, identity. But that that voice, inner voice, that movement um, never left me that called into the church in some type of way. Um, and, and I think my experience, um, even in, in college, I, I disaffiliated for a couple of years. And I think by going away from the church for a couple of years and coming back, um, I'm able to bring a perspective to young people, um, and even adult Catholics that mm-hmm. it's okay. You, you're going to be called back home and the voice never leaves. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit never leaves you. Um, and that really has ignited my passion to want to help others and to form others for ministerial work, um, as we navigate, um, living in the world. Um, but also not, as we say, not being of this world. Right. So yeah, that's never left me. It started in early childhood. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful to see. Yep. And yes, like you said, a lot of people, you're, you're going to wander a little bit, but it, it's always going to draw, you're always going to be drawn back Absolutely. to this church. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, this new position. Um, so the leadership for the Newhoff Institute and for anyone who is unfamiliar, can you talk a little bit about what that institute is? Sure. Um, first, we're, I, I hate to say that, but we're like a very nice little Catholic secret in the DFW area. Not I many like people <laughs> know about us. Um, you know, uh, we probably don't have the, the big name as some of the other institutes across the country, uh, but we want to change that. That's the first thing. Um, but we do formation opportunities for everyone. Um, so you don't have to be a professional lay minister or a deacon or a priest or even a religious um, to tap us on the shoulder and say, I want to learn about my faith. Um, we offer um, our, our probably our most well-known program is the Catholic biblical school um, in which we offer it's a four-year program and we offer an opportunity for those who wish to dive in through all books of the bible um there they have they're guided through faculty um and they have homework assignments where they read and they discuss and they really break it down um and we have that particular thing then you graduate out with a certificate a continuing education certificate um in the bible um and it's life-changing um as our alums will share uh and we also offer ministerial formation so we don't just work with the diocese of dallas but we have worked with the archdiocese Diocese of Las Vegas, um, uh, the Diocese of Albany, um, and also down into Atlanta, um, in which we are in Spanish and English programs. We go and we um, train catechists and lay ecclesial ministers and um, and just regular everyday Catholics who just want to learn about their faith and learn how to serve the church um, no matter where they are in their life. Um, we also oversee the deacon formation program for the Diocese of Dallas, um, and we hope to expand that into other um, dioceses and archdioceses as we are working with them. Um, we do the intellectual formation, so they get to come to the University of Dallas on campus. Um, starting the, we're starting our next class this fall, and they come in, and we have professors um, across the University of Dallas who come in and teach. Um, I, I say young men, um, even though they're, but many of them are more seasoned than I am in life <laughs> and far wiser than me. Um, but these men come in, um, and we get to, and their wives, their wives accompany many yes. of them, and we get to teach them and form them and prepare them for what they will encounter as ministers, as also um, working intellectually with them to think about the theology. That's so cool. And yeah. I know you're saying it's a it's a little known secret, right? Yes. I, but I feel like I, well, I work in Catholic radio, so I run right. into a lot of people who are very interested in their faith. But I hear a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I was taking the biblical classes at, you know, UD because I wanted to learn more. And right. I think I, I think actually our award recipient, one of our award recipients from our event the other night, um, she went through it because she was she went through the um, uh, pastoral ministry certificate, I think, because she was doing, leading the youth group. And she's like, I don't feel like I know enough and right. I want to know more. Yeah. And I think that's 
that's such a cool thing because I think many people, a lot of people who listen to Catholic radio who are trying to learn more about their faith, um, understand that we know very little of our faith usually as much more than we, we don't know as much as we want to know. It's a very right. vast, deep faith. So of course, no one's ever going to know it all, but, right. <laughs> but there is that desire to learn more. And I think it's so cool that we, that the University of Dallas has something like this for people who are past college age who want to go back and know more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm the same way. I mean, I, sometimes I think we presume that those of us with PhDs in theology, um, that we <laughs> you know, know everything, everything and right? I don't, and, and I'm constantly learning new things, um, and seeking out, which drives my husband a little crazy. He's like, why are you looking at another <laughs> certificate program? Aren't you done? Um, but it, it really is about that. It's like, there is so much, um, and it's complexities too. You know, when we counter, um, when you go, I'm a big Catholic Twitter person. Um, gotcha. Yeah. You're on that side so, of Twitter. Yeah, I'd like to see what the daily <laughs> flavor is of like, what's the debate. Um, and you know, we have the liturgy and, and the exploration of and the Latin mass, a renewed interest in the Latin mass. I, I've growing up in the Novus Ordo. I, I don't, I know that mass really well, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm not really sure I, I could talk my way through the Latin mass, right? Mm. Um, and the same way I could the other mass and the Roman rite. Um, so going back and taking continuing education classes helps you to be able to see what sides and parts of the Catholicism you haven't dived deep down into yet. And that's what our program can offer. Um, and same thing with biblical scripture. I mean, there's so many nooks and crannies of the Bible. Um, and you could read the same gospel over and over, but depending on where you are in your life, you may see it in entirely different oh, ways, yes. different lens. And who's sitting next to you in the room in conversation makes a really big um, impact upon that, too. And, we, and so we offer the opportunity for adult Catholics um, to come in and th- to think about their faith and return to it over and over again. Because uh, it is a lifelong process. It's a it's a long journey. We say it's a marathon. Um, it's not a race to the finish, um, but it is that, that discernment and, and um, other different type of, and it's very spiritual in many ways, and returning back to that intellectual formation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just a reminder that I'm talking to Dr. Jody uh, Hunt, who is the new executive director of the Newhoff Institute for Ministry and Evangelization uh, at the University of Dallas. And so she just got into this role. I, I don't know when your first official day was, but July it was pretty 10. So, Joe, I said so very new. recently, yes, very, very brand new, and immediately throw you through on the radio. Don't you know yes, it's part of I the know, initiation? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I just, I just love hearing about all the different programs that you have. And yeah, I can imagine the Catholic Biblical School being one of the most popular ones. I, you know, Catholics, we have the bad reputation right. of not studying our Bible. I'm a convert, so we kind of joke around here right. at the studio. I'm the one who always is like, oh, we're in this Bible verse that I remember from, but, but it's so beautiful. I love like the different going through like the adventure Bible, you know, timeline right. you know sort of and how it pieces it all together but it, the bible ties our entire faith together and Absolutely. it's so uh beautiful to be able to learn in depth the faith story absolutely laid out like that um so i guess what is as executive director i want to know what is your role you talk about expansion letting people know more about it but what is your role going to be sure um so there's a lot i mean it's almost like overwhelming because my brain is running (laughs) about what projects i'm like oh i could do this i could do that um what are one of the priorities um that i have is uh we want to engage youth so one of the things that we're sort of thinking about is how we can bring like a youth program to on campus and do awesome. theological formation for youth who may not have that touch yet, um, especially youth who probably are um, going to public school, um, perhaps don't have um, an, a, a 
come from an economic background that doesn't offer them the opportunity of Catholic education? Like, how do we engage them in really deep intellectual formation? Um, so that's one thing that we're kind of thinking through. Um, the next one is Eucharistic revival. I mean, that's happening. It's mm-hmm. a big thing happening in 2024. We're finally having the gathering. Um, so how can UD be a, um, a force, if you will, in the DFW area and getting people connected to the revival and providing formation opportunities and conversations centered around um, the Holy Eucharist as we hope and uh, that we return turn our eyes back to it and the meaning of it and the importance of it in our faith. Um, other things, uh, you know, expanding programs, obviously. Um, one thing question we have is English speakers. Um, since the COVID, uh, our Spanish speaking community seems to really have come back in a big way after COVID-19. Sure. Our classes are filling up. Our English speaking has not, and we see this in our parishes too, they haven't returned back to the faith, um, in the same way after we got, and I, and I think a large number of it is just bad habits. Mm. We got into the habit of not going to mass and yep. we just, and the world didn't end. So we're just like, okay, that, and maybe those gilling of, guilt or just being compliant. You know, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Just becoming, uh, I'll put the other things first. And so how can we, um, you know, renew people and reconnect them to those, those spiritual habits that perhaps they lost over time through the pandemic for whatever reason, um, and helping and supporting parishes and that, uh, and a lot of my work in this first year is just to get out, um, and, and reach out to some of my connections I made along the way. Like, we're here, we're here to support you, um, and brainstorming and accompany you and your minister of formation. It's changed a great deal. The USCCB, um, is creating new institutes on evangelization and catechesis, and we're hearing, you know, chatter from that. And so how can we be a vessel to sort of, um, implement some of the stuff that bishops, um, and the last thing I, I have my eyes, I, and we've been involved in conversations is a, is a local synod here in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, keeping a pulse of what's going on in the local synod, listening to the bishop, um, and and hopefully um, when we do finally get the bishop's final document on what he decides to do as he's been consulted by the by us by the people, um, finding ways to help him, um, you know, implement it. You know, how can I support the bishop and um, providing formation or providing support to what he desires um, to do with our diocese moving forward um, as he accompanies the people and we think about our faith. So there's a lot of happening. Um, there's a lot of happening. <laughs> That's a lot you've done in two weeks there. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. On. This is a long time coming, and I think being at UD for the last five years and already being a colleague um, with the Newhoff, we've had these conversations for a long time. Sure. Um, and I know my faculty and staff, they're really excited to get to work um, and to get uh, to get moving forward. They've waited a while to get an executive director. Um, and so I think we're all ready to move things forward and, and start getting back out to the people. That's awesome. Again, I'm talking to Dr. Jody Hunt, who is the new executive director of the Newhoff Institute for Ministry and Evangelization at the University of Dallas. Uh, and if you go to you. Dallas.edu. You can go to ministries and at academics and you can get to the page all about it. So you can find out about some of these courses um, that they already are offering. And there's lots of exciting things in the future um, for like the programs. Is this something that's like year round? Is it semester to semester? Yep. How does is it just yeah, any time? It, it is. It's year round. So we um, we typically don't do things in summer. Um, summer we may run special institutes or workshops or different faith days, um, but we start in August, um, about mid-August, um, and then we run programs. Our pastoral ministry programs um, run about five weeks 
Um, and so we run a five week course, um, and then we'll cycle through. And so we're just like on the secular, pretty much like if you think about semester terms, um, we kind of move through that. Um, and then, uh, we, we plug in different opportunities. So if we have a parish that reaches out to us and wants to have, um, us come and accompany them in a specific workshop style or get them trained in a certain way, um, we certainly will go off cycle and provide the support needed to do different things. So, uh, but it, pretty much runs in an academic life. We are considered an academic unit. Sure. So we, we tend to run through that. But summer is our planning stage. Uh, but we love getting out in the summer, too. It offers a lot of opportunity to get out and, and see other people and, and attend conferences and things like that. Awesome. So for anyone who's listening right now who's kind of like, oh, it's kind of tickling my ear that yeah, this might be sure. something I want to uh, look into, are, is it still possible for them to uh, you know, get into one of the upcoming sessions in the in August or and yes. what do they have to do for yes, that? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's really easy. If you're really interested and you're thinking that the biblical school or being a part of our pastoral ministry program, um, or if you just want to take a class, you just, uh, you could go onto our website um, at udallas.edu backslash ministry, and it will take you to the Newhoff page. Um, and there you can explore um, what we offer. Uh, but don't let the certificate scare you away. You're always welcome to take a course um, here and there. Um, as far as like being admitted, and I use air quotes for that, um, is very simple process. It really is just about signing up. Um, and then from there, you have opportunities to take courses um, all throughout the fall, um, as many as little as you would like. Um, or you can issue shoot us an email if you have any questions and that's really easy too. It's ministry at udallas.edu is the email address. Uh, and so you can contact us, let us know who you are, whether you're a person who just wants to go deeper in your faith, um, someone who works in a parish who would like to um, bring us in to help, you know, do some ministerial work with your formation. Um, we can definitely set something up or if you want to be connected to something or have questions about other opportunities that you're seeing around the DFW area, we absolutely have connections across the country um, that can help support you in some way. That's awesome. And I think many people who are listening are either they just want to learn more from themselves or they're actively involved in ministries at their parishes and they just want to become, you know, more knowledgeable right. to be able to help those things, you know. Um, so awesome opportunities for anyone listening. Again, go to udallas.edu uh, forward slash ministry mm-hmm. to be able to find the page with all of the information. Uh, and I was just looking over and I'm kind of like, oh, do I have time for this right now? <laughs> I would love to be able to go. <laughs> I always love learning new things, too. Um, and as you have, you know, been in education, for a long time. I'm just curious, is there any part of theology or just anything about the church that you personally really like geek out about to teach about? Uh, yeah. Or is there something you love teaching about? I just yes. want to know. Yeah, we all have our research interests. Yes. So my research interests lie in youth, youth and young adult ministry that has never left me. I did my dissertation on cyberbullying um, wow. and back in, in, in how to respond to it in the catechetical space. Um, and cyberbullying kind of has waned a lot as people have just got grown used to just being taunted on the internet. Yeah, and it's just, just like, really you know, it's just trolls and we and just move yeah, on. It's like, oh well. Um, but at one time it was a big dis- debate sure. in, our, in, in our church and our spaces. Um, but my other side, the one I really geek out and the one I just absolutely love is digital theology and how the digital world um, has impacted the perception of faith and how we express the faith. Um, I'm part of a couple of circles, international groups of digital theologians um, and coming together and really listening to international speakers speak on AI technology, for example, Ooh, yeah, um, and how it's manipulating our spiritual practices um, and our encounter with that. Um, and But at the same time, um, I recently received an email from someone 
someone who is working on AI and it's sort of like a chat GPT, um, but it's using church documents. So instead of oh, doing the World Wide Web, see, I'm geeking out now. So <laughs> instead of using the World Wide Web to say what's in church documents or, you know, whatever you want to say, um, they only pull from the church documents themselves. Um, and then you could pose a question or you could say, write, a, write an essay on. Um, of course, as an academic, we are, you know, a little flabbergasted, like how much is this our students going to use this and how can we think of the ethics questions of writing right. things like that. But at the same time, there's a lot of interesting um, moral questions and spiritual questions and how we interact with the computers and how it manipulates us and how we are able to take over that. And, and so digital theology is a whole new, I think, uh, as we're looking forward, it's going to become a bigger topic. Um, so, and I think, you know, and, and a lot of it still connects to my youth and young adult. It's like the impact of the sure. internet age and now the rejection of the internet age that we're seeing, with, you know, with young people <laughs> yes. who are saying, I'm done with it. I'm tired oh, of being Oh, I was looking to. up uh, flip phones the other day. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I, was just, I don't want a smartphone yes. I was just having this conversation with a colleague of mine this morning and she, she mentioned that. She's like, you know, the teenagers are doing flip phones now. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we, the teenagers are really opting out. Young people are opting out. They said, we're done. We're done mm-hmm. with this. We don't, we want to be in, in person again. Um, and, and how digital technology has shaped and transformed the rejection of it in our spiritual faith. Um, and I think you could speak to that. Like why, why is the Latin mass so, um, attracted to young people mm-hmm. and, and like, or the quote unquote bells and smells, as we say. Um, and a lot of it is because it, it, there's something really, they're searching for truth and they want to see the truth and beauty and goodness and how is expressed in our faith. Um, outside the digital world has become a very uh, big focal point for young people. So those are my research interests. That's I, so I like cool. Writing <laughs> on it, like talking about it. I can geek out all day. That's about awesome. It. We have to have you come back just to talk about that sometime. Yeah, Because uh, I like the. Uh, yeah. I've never heard the term di- digital theology, digital but theology. honestly, yeah. I, I think that sums up a lot of things yeah. that are going on in the world right now. But, Absolutely. Oh, that's super cool. Um, well, we just have a couple minutes remaining. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with your new position at UD uh, or give a plug for for um, the new Institute for Ministry and Evangelization. Sure. My plug would be just to check us out um, and see what programs we can offer um, and not to be shy. Don't. Uh, one thing that I think happens with the, the adult learner is they think that um, I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable enough to go deeper into theology. Um, that's for somebody else. Um, and I would like to remind, I like to remind my students, I'm like, you know, um, technically our early church fathers did not have professional PhDs in the modern <laughs> no, sense. No, they did not. <laughs> um, and there are a lot of church doctors in our church that just are good spiritual people that just dived into the documents. Um, and to be a saint is to intellectually form yourself um, and to think through some of life's big questions. Um, as I, I hope you join us um, as we explore that. Um, and it's not just the intellectual formation, but um, one of the big questions that we address is the question of so what? Mm-hmm. So you have all this intellectual formation. What am I going to do with it? Um, and at the Newhoff Institute, we're very much at, all, all the faculty work uh, in parishes with dioceses. They're still in the, very much in the trenches. And we like to explore that question of so what? Um, and we hope you can join us in exploring that question and thinking about how do we um, take our faith out to the masses and out to the culture in order to really shape and transform the world. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Jody Hunt, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. I will be praying for you as you uh, start this new exciting role and thank hope you. to hear from many more good things coming from the Institute in the coming years.